the application development is 10 times faster, at least. When I got there, it took them nine months to do this one little application. And when I came in, I was like, okay, we'll get this done in three months. Once we got on the cloud, it was taking us actually like one month to do these apps instead of nine months. Welcome to the CIO Exchange podcast, where we talk about what's working, what's not, and what's next. I'm Eugene Porter de Leon. What's stopping your business from deploying applications 50% faster to increase market share and boost revenue? For Jeff Shaw, CIO of Employers Insurance, it was finding the right place to run the right applications with the agility and scalability of the cloud. This meant leveraging not one cloud, but multiple clouds to take advantage of the best tools that each one had to offer, while at the same time, managing them as if they were one cloud. In this episode, Jeff is joined by his VP of Cloud Infrastructure, Dale Ramsey, and together, they describe the journey they took to move all their applications off of aging infrastructure, run them in multiple clouds, while ensuring that everything worked together seamlessly. Throughout the conversation, we discuss the real challenges that the business faced when it came to evaluating options, training teams, and executing what seemed to, at first, be impossible. So guys, there was a point at which you decided there was probably maybe an uncomfortable conversation where you said, okay, we've got a current infrastructure. It's working, it's functioning, of course, it's running the business and several people really rely on it. So it is important and it's something that was created and it's creating value. But there was a point at which you decided this is not good enough. We need to do more. We need to go faster. We need to, whether it's be agile, be nimble, however you want to call it, we need to be able to service the business in a different way. What was that moment for you? And I'll start with you, Jeff. What was that moment that you realized that and when did you bring it to the rest of the organization? Was that a difficult conversation? Yeah. When I got to the company, we had an aging infrastructure. We had spent a lot of money on it in the past. And I really looked at it and I said, okay, what are we going to do with this? Are we going to buy all new EMC or what are we going to do? Burn it to the ground, yeah, just rip and replace. Basically. <laughs> yep. And so I actually, at the time, looked at it and was like, this is going to be very costly either way. So we we're going to have to have a hard conversation with the board about how do we want to move this as a company? So I went to Dale and I said, hey, Dale, he was the director of infrastructure. And I said, your next role is VP of cloud infrastructure. How would you like to get me there? And, <laughs> and what, what, would, what did he yeah. feel? What was the feeling inside of you, Dale, when he my, came my, to you with this? My feeling was I really don't want to be a VP. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the gut reaction. Because yeah, yeah. I knew what we had. We had a data center in Henderson, and we were going to have to get out of that in a couple of years anyway because our lease was up. And, you know, the hardware was there. Some of it was good. Some of it was old. So you saw the edge of the waterfall. Yeah. You were were floating towards the other waterfall, and you decided, okay, we have to do something. (laughs) Yeah. And Jeff's like, well, what about cloud? Should we go to cloud? And it's like, well, we don't have a lot of experience in it. We don't know what we're going to do. And, you know, we talked to some of our vendors and professional services. And, yeah, there were some good options out there. So we decided that, hey, let's just go all in. Was that crazy, though? Because everyone talks about, oh, there was this one time and then we moved to the cloud. But there was always this sort of analysis paralysis, I would imagine. You guys go through that where you're like, okay, great. We're going to the cloud, but there's a billion different ways to go to the cloud. And it's almost like, you know, that scene in Marvel right before Endgame, it was just Infinity War or something. And who was it? Uh, one of the guy, the mystic, the mystical arts guy was it strange. Yeah. He like analyzed the million different ways in which they could like try and battle Thanos. And there was only one option that was actually going to work. Did you kind of feel like, you know what, there's a thousand different ways to do this wrong? Oh yeah. And we're going to try not to yeah. do one of them. And we had two different things kind of going on at the same time. We had our legacy stuff 
And then Jeff was bringing in some new people to redevelop all of our new stuff in Java, Kubernetes, and all that stuff. So it's like, okay, what do we do with our legacy? And then we got this new stuff. So it's going to have to be two separate infrastructures. It's not going to be one easy thing. Well, and every vendor would come in with a different way you needed to move to the cloud and had different thoughts. Oh, GCP is better. Oh, AWS is better. Oh, Microsoft is better. And And you kind of felt their skews talking. You do. And you're like, (laughs) oh, that guy's getting paid more commission on GCP this month. It was difficult to figure out. I think we kind of got lucky, honestly. But before that happened, I imagine that there was that, like you were talking about, Jeffrey, that difficult business conversation where you're like, okay, we need to spend a whole bunch of money. It's yeah. going to be a little painful. You know, we're not totally sure how painful it is. We're going to have to rip the Band-Aid off and get this done because, like you said, Dale, there's a real deadline that we have for sunsetting infrastructure you know, when our lease is up. What helped you convince the powers that be? Who were those powers that be? And what helped you convince them that this is the direction you needed to go? Yeah, it was interesting because I come into the board and I'm like, we have aging infrastructure, these all the things Dale already talked about. And the board had no clue. They had never <laughs> been informed by the previous CIO that they had these issues. And so I was like, okay, now we're going to take a step back and say, here's how much it's going to cost to do the cloud, but here's how much it's going to cost to buy all new stuff. And they're about a wash, but we will get a lot more scalability and nimbleness by going to the cloud. And they ultimately bought it. Yeah. And, you know, Jeff was truthful with them up front. I mean, he told them multiple times that this is not a cost save. It probably will not be a cost save. It yeah. may it's not up, the right way to look at it. So it's not it the right way to sell it to them. Right. Yeah. It may not be a cost save. It could be, but more than likely it won't be. But we do get the nimble and we can spin up. We can spin down. Our DR gets 10 times better. It's all the intangibles that we're getting out of this by moving to the cloud instead of just letting this stuff limp along in our data centers. and yeah. It wasn't a tough conversation, honestly, because once they saw the two options, it was clear which option we needed to go to. Yeah. So I was a little nervous going in, but coming out, I was like, oh, that was a simple decision for the board to make. So that's a pro tip. Is like, so one disaster scenario that's going to cost way too much, and the one that you want is the less painful one, but also the greater long-term value. You just have to have those two up on yeah. slides. You got it. <laughs> you got it. Exactly. You know, you're just one little disaster away from losing your main data center for one, two, three days, maybe. Well, you were mm-hmm. there when they had the 12-hour out. Actually, I wasn't. Oh, you I were... started right after well, that. That's why they hired you, because yeah. 12 hours. <laughs> excellent, Dale. Excellent timing. Yeah, they, they, had the, they had two data centers, and they literally were putting stuff on USBs to fly them from Vegas to Reno to try to reboot up the production systems. They were down. Wow. Yeah. Somebody came through with a backhoe, and they only had one network going into, and, you know, that's yeah. where they're hosting everything. That's yeah. our customers go to the and yeah, and I think that fun. happens more than people would like to admit. It yeah. um, it's hopefully, the, a lot of some of the listeners to the show, too, are hoping it's going to happen less and less, which is the reason everyone's on this journey. So you're not going to have to fly USB drives yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from one city to another. Yeah. Uh, yeah, And they were. They were taking tapes back and forth. But now we don't have to do any of that. Everything is, it's right there. We're across availability zones. You can be across regions if you want, depending on what you want to do. The data's there. You replicate it. Your DR plan's in place. I mean, our DR plan is high availability now. Yeah. If we lose an AZ, everything's high available in the, the one right next to it or, or whatever. So Seamless. Next yeah. one spins up. Yeah. yeah. It's no all, loss in service. It's not DR. It's not a DR plan. It's yeah. called high availability. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, the, it's yeah. great. It's not dual destination with seating? No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. Yeah. And so what does that happen 
so now you've got this new environment. So now what has that done to accelerating app development? What has that done to revenue? What has that done to time of market? The application development is 10 times faster, at least, if yeah. not more. Yeah. When I got there, it took them nine months to do this one little application. And when I came in, I was like, okay, we'll get this done in three months. Once we got on the cloud, it was taking us actually like one month to do these apps instead of nine months. That's amazing. So it was incredible. Part of it, we got, like you said, we brought in new developers at New Java and knew how to do cloud techniques. And then, so you get on the cloud, you add the right people in, right skill set. When they wrote, rewrote eAccess, that was another thing that rewritten onto our new Java platform and that type of stuff. That's the was customer that painful? portal. Was it? Yeah, it's our customer portal. And, <laughs> was, and, that, was that painful? You know what? For me as an infrastructure person, I had to get it off because I had another deadline, and that was the last thing. We were all in the cloud. We had moved everything there except for that customer portal, and it had to be rewritten onto our, our Java and into the new Kubernetes and all that. And, yeah, I was worried. And our uh, VP of app dev, he's like, oh, we'll get it done. Don't worry about it. And, 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 and lo and behold, I mean, what three four months yeah and i remember i was there when they first started writing that and that's when i started i've been there eight years and they had just started it took them like two and a half years to write that to begin with to get it up why did and it take so long it was a legacy the way it was yeah. written legacy. on it was a legacy yeah. code and and all that type of stuff but yeah and they rewrote it and well but the new one was able to use open source because yep. we're in the cloud now yep. we were able to use SaaS products and by using thing cloud native types of development, mm -hmm. it went from two and a half years and they did it, I think they did that in four months? Three to four months. Yeah. It was two and a half years to four months. Yeah. And that yeah. probably turned a lot of heads in the organization. Oh yeah. It did and that and the new application And it's ten times better. So yeah, that way the new better. application is, is ten times better for the customers and for everybody else. And so yeah, me I have to be out of that data center and that's my last application that's keeping me from because it was on the Oracle databases, and yeah. I still had those Oracle servers running in our data center while everything else was in the cloud. And I'm like, if, if we're not off of this, I'm not going to have a job because <laughs> i got to have all those things shut down. And, and, and they did it. won't be anything he, for you to do once it's all shut down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hofer, which is our VP, he's just, oh, don't worry about it. And I was like, you guys aren't spending any time on this. I'm not seeing any urgency from you guys. And, but they did it. They rewrote it. It was up and running and better than did before, you know, in like three to four months. That's yeah. just what the cloud gets us. And like you said, it's new development. We're doing things different. So it's all of it. Yeah, and well, it's one last thing I think we'll go over too is from a skill set perspective, what was that like too? Because I've been in the rooms too where you're saying we're going to do something new and there's somebody in the back of the room, you're in a big conference room. There's somebody in the back who's not saying anything, who's sweating, who's freaking out. Was there a cohort of people that were like, oh, we're going to the cloud and now they're kind of freaking out because they're like, what does that mean for me? What does it mean for my SLAs? What does it mean for my, do I have the skill set to do that? Did you go through that process? You know, the funny thing is I had the infrastructure team. They all reported into me and they were the ones that were migrating everything. I mean, we were going from a SAN, you know, that was all EMC hardware based. Now we're going to a NetApp SAN that's all virtual in there. And these guys, they'd never done it before. And the one thing I told them, because everybody's heard, oh, we're going to the cloud, there goes our jobs. And I'm telling you guys, <laughs> that's not what's going to happen. We got to retrain you. We got to show you the new ways of doing things. And every one of them just adapted to that. And my sand guy learned new skills. And to be quite honest with you, we started talking to VMware. And VMware, VMC was pretty new at that time. 
Yeah, we were one of the first. To, to be quite honest, oh, wow. a couple dozen before. Yeah. So, yeah, and they came to us and they're like, you know, this is easy. You can do this. And we started talking to them like, oh yeah, this is easy, huh? We're gonna move. On. <laughs> we're gonna move. Okay, we're gonna move. Day zero is easy. What about day one? Yeah, we're yeah. gonna move two data centers into AWS, <laughs> and we're gonna do it in less than a year because we actually had a lease up switch too where our infrastructure was, and we had to be out of that. So it's not like we had five years and we had a five year plan to do it and. Like you said, the paralysis of just, you know, okay, we're going to do it. And we decided, all right, we're going to do it with VMware. But two things sold us. One, we could keep the VMs. Yep. We could stay on virtual machines with VMC. And then the second thing was the ProServe. They were bringing to us, and we felt very comfortable with the professional services to get onto the cloud. Yeah. I don't know how many weeks I spent in Reno in a hotel conference room <laughs> with VMware. Yeah, you get, I mean, you get real close to them. Oh, you, yeah, you and, and we did. We spent a lot of time, and I had my team from all over. Even this pre-pandemic, but I had people working remote. So I'm flying everybody to Reno and VMware is flying all their people to Reno and we got whiteboards everywhere and drawing stuff out and, and they helped us to get everything right. And like Jeff said, we did our non-prod in probably six to seven, eight months and it went smooth. It's like, wow. Was, was there ever like a dark moment though? Was there ever a moment where like you're at the whiteboard and you're like, um, I'm not sure if we can do this. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> well, Especially looking at Oracle and looking at SQL. Looking at our databases, it's like, this shit's never going to work. You'll have to edit that. <laughs> uh, well, the other one was we have a really old AS400. And we're like, how are we going to be able to tie this AS400 into the cloud? Because obviously you can't put it in the cloud. Yep. So we put it in IBM's cloud and we tied it and we were able to tie it back into the VMC. And it worked better than we ever could have hoped for. Going to VM or VMC, it's a little bit different. They all had to get new skills. And but I don't think you hired any. No, I did not. We retrained. People. We retrained. We everyone. retrained everyone there. You know, we had to get people trained in AWS and the native AWS tools. And I promoted somebody into that. And that's fabulous. It was just everybody retrained. Yeah. We never hired anybody new. No, it was a great experience the, for your team. The scariest part of it was my uh, SAN engineer, which had learned all this, and he had got everything copied up. The night we were doing our cutover for production, I mean, we did it all in one week, and we shut everything down Friday. Yeah, his wife was uh, due to be induced into labor that night. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so he had, to, he had to step out. So my SAN guy said he'd be there till 10. <laughs> Not about that. But his wife had some something else to say. Yeah. He had something else to say about yeah. that. But yeah, I mean, that was the scariest part. It's like, but he had all this stuff done. He had learned it, sat there and moved it from the data center in, in Vegas to AWS in Oregon. And it was all staged and a simple cut of where we got done that night, like at 3, 4 in the morning from our production cutover. We, we started at 6. Like six at night. Weekend. It was supposed to take that whole weekend. And for the most part, four in the morning, we were heading out and going home. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then the CIO gets your weekend. Yeah. I, I get the call and they're like, oh, we're already done. I'm like, okay, something's not right. <laughs> <laughs> this was supposed to take two whole days. Yeah, something's not right. And yeah, so we went back in Saturday morning doing some loose ends and stuff like that. But everybody had the day off Sunday. We didn't work Sunday. I was taking an Uber to watch the Kansas City Chiefs game in downtown Reno and there you go. got sideswiped by a car and got a nice concussion and everything out of that. <laughs> Should have worked so, longer. So it was, yeah, if, if we just wouldn't have done it so fast, I wouldn't have got hurt. Oh, wow. Okay, there's some externalities, you know, some yeah. unforeseen things. Well, so now that you, you are where you are, 
What's sort of the next step? What are you looking for the future? And what are you hoping to accomplish over the next one, two, three years? Now that you've got a new skill set or a team with a new skill set, you've got a new environment. So what's the next step? Where are you going? I would say the multi-cloud, bring in the multi-cloud where we can all see one cloud for all. I agree. I mean, we're looking at the new policy system, which is going to run in Azure. And a lot of our stuff's in AWS. So this runs on SQL. It's going to be in Azure in a different data center, all right? So how do we deploy? How do we manage? How do we keep it connected? The latency between the two different cloud providers, the security layer on top of it to make sure, I mean, that's the big thing right now. Add IBM Oracle onto that. That's how you lose your job nowadays is security. I mean, Mm, somebody gets in and, and somebody, so how do we make sure that every place we're in is the same security? When I have to put a security policy in, I can put it one time and it goes to all my clouds. Same for network, same for any quote code deployments across. My, my infrastructure team, they go to one pane of glass. They go mm-hmm. in here and see this. My ops team that has to deploy the code, they're the same way. I don't care where I'm deploying. I'm right here and here, deploy. Yeah. And same, it goes where monitoring. it's supposed to exactly. go. We I want, want the monitoring all to come back into one plane yep. where I can see everything at once instead of having to go to the different clouds to make sure yeah. everything's good. Here's my code. Run in the cloud. I don't yeah. care how. Yep. That seems to be the next place. And, and that's just it. We've done so much automation right now and everything in the past year. That's been a, a big push for us is automate our deployments, automate security and this and that. But as we expand into the multiple clouds, we got to be able to automate it to go wherever it's supposed to go, not just to one place. Absolutely. Fabulous. Well, this, you guys, it's been an awesome conversation. I really appreciate you joining the CIO Exchange podcast. Yeah. Right. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks for having, having us. us. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this latest episode. Please consider subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for more insights from technology leaders, as well as global research on key topics, visit vmware.com slash CIO.